Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a myth and an unfortunate truth. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. I have been fielding calls from parents about the SAT and ACT for going on 18 years. Okay, in fact, this is my 18th year. And I can tell you I have to deal with the most large variety and insane mythical thoughts about this test ever. It's almost hard to overstate how ridiculous some are. I mean, people call saying that, like, the March test is by far the easier test than the May test. And it's like, what? Where are you getting your data from? Or people will call and say that the science on the SAT is really, really difficult and their kid hasn't taken physics yet. So, you know, they heard from their counselor that they absolutely have to take, you know, the ACT or something. It's like, well, there is no science on the SAT. Your counselor who's telling you this is just woefully misinformed. But there are things like if you don't know the answer, you should always mark C. Now, this is one, this is kind of like this myth of the SAT that I've heard for a long time. It was something that I believed when I was in high school back in the 90s. And it's just something that pops up for people. That there's always this idea that you should, you know, mark a specific answer because it's going to be more likely to be correct than, than not. Um, one that one of the local tutoring outfits actually tells people is, look, if you don't know the answer, on the ACT, let's say you're going through the math section. If you don't know the answer on the ACT math, you should always mark A because A has an 80% chance of being wrong. Now, this is a really interesting snippet of information because people tout this. They're like, well, it's 80%, 80% probability it's wrong, right? Like you don't wanna you don't wanna mark that. And here's the thing. That's actually true that it's 80% of the time wrong, that if you mark answer choice A, 80% of the time A is wrong. But each of the answer choices is 80% of the time wrong because there are five answer choices. So if we have an even distribution of correct answers, each of those answers, A, B, C, D, and E, will only be correct one-fifth of the time if we're evenly distributing them. And the ACT does a very good job of that. So it's kind of like, all right, well, yeah, look, you're actually right that it's 80% wrong, or 80% of the time it's wrong, but A is wrong 80%, B is wrong 80%, C is wrong. So all these really, these really goofy things. But the number one that people have always talked about is that students just need to learn the tricks and strategies on the test and they'll do better. So people will get a hold of me and say, hey, look, my kid has, you know, whatever score, it doesn't matter. Let's say a kid has a thousand. My kid has a thousand, but he's really smart, and I just want him to come in for like a class or two to learn the tricks and the strategies on the test because I heard you're good at doing that. That's what people will tell me. And I always try to go into a, to a lengthy explanation about why that's just it's just not reality. Because, look, most everyone remembers taking a math test, okay? It could be Algebra 2, it could be Geometry, it could be Calculus, it could be whatever. How many normal math tests in high school or middle school or college did you take? 
where you said to your friend, gee, I didn't score well on that test because I just didn't learn the trick. It's, it's almost like never. Now, look, I'm not saying there aren't you know, small strategies or shortcuts with some types of math problems. There are, and those are great, and there absolutely are tricks and shortcuts on the SAT and the ACT, just a couple little things that I, that I teach students on the first day. But that's not the majority of the test. That's not like the general problem. If you don't know how to do a percent problem on the SAT, there's no trick that I'm going to show you that's going to help you figure out how to do a percent problem or like, a, like an average problem. So this is a really common thing that pops up, and I try to be compassionate with people because, again, it's a it's a really it's one of those myths that's just always gone along with this test. But I was talking, I was talking to a group of students last night. It was their first class, and we were talking about different nuances of the test, and they had some good questions. And this idea of a trick or a shortcut came up. And for some reason, it hit me in a different way because I, I started explaining to them what, I, what I've just told you. It's like, well, you know, that's not really true. There aren't really these great shortcuts that you just need to know. You really have to get good at the fundamentals of the test. But it struck me all at once that that is at once the most frustrating but amazing truth that you could have if you're trying to study for this test. And it seems like it's such an unfortunate truth that there is no trick or shortcut. But in reality, it's probably the most empowering truth about this test. And let me tell you why. There's there's an idea that if there is a shortcut that other people know that they're using to do well on the test, you just need to learn this shortcut. And if you haven't done well on the test, it's because you didn't know this shortcut or this strategy or this trick. Okay? But that's just a way to remove your responsibility from your score. Right? It's like saying, well, I didn't score very well on this because I don't know that secret, you know, shortcut. Well, what about you didn't score well on this because you didn't study? Or what about you didn't score well on this because you went out the night before or you just you didn't put in enough effort or something like that? What about all of those things that you are directly responsible for that you don't take into consideration? Well, nobody says that. Nobody calls and says, hey, my kid didn't score well because he really didn't study. He went out the night before and he just he's been slacking and he's blaming other people for it. Nobody says that. But that's more likely the the unfortunate reality of the situation than there being this trick. And the empowering thing about understanding that this is just a myth, that there is no trick, is that your progress is now squarely in your hands. Because look, if there's some trick, if there's some secret code, some secret, you know, uh, nuance to this test that only a few people know and they use it to score really, really well, and unless you find that out, you can't score well. Well, then you're not responsible for your score either way. It's, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Yeah, you're not responsible for doing well, but you also have no capacity to improve your score. 
You have no ability to improve it in the absence of knowing this, this secret, this shortcut. And that's crazy to me. People would rather believe that they are not responsible for their score and also acknowledge that they can't even improve than just say, hey, look, you know what? I haven't studied hard enough. I need to do a better job on this. Maybe there's a shortcut or something, but I could be way better on all of these subjects. So let's really hit all bases, right? Like, fine, if you have any shortcuts, fine, but let's get after the nasties, the nasty fundamentals. Nobody says that. And what's more upsetting is it's the same thing in the vast majority of teenagers' lives. And a lot of adults, too. The majority of people do not want to look at the position they're in and say, I am here 100% because of my actions. I, and of course, nobody can speak in absolutes. Fine. I know somebody out there is like, well, that's not true. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the vast majority of people who realize that excuses are far more favorable and bad positions in life are far more favorable than taking a disgustingly clear look at your imperfect decisions and saying, you know what? I've made 10 decisions. Nine of them were bad or substandard. I'm going to figure out how to fix those nine. And next time, I'm only going to make seven bad decisions. And the time after that, I'm only going to make five bad decisions. And pretty soon, of the 10 decisions you make on a daily basis, nine are dynamite. And you live a life accordingly. Nobody does that. I told this to the students last night. I told this to them and I helped them realize that if they let go of the myth that there's some trick or shortcut that they just need to learn, yes, it's an unfortunate truth that they have to take ownership of their substandard performance on these tests, but it's a wonderful, empowering truth at the same time because now the capacity to improve their score is not put at the doorstep of learning some silly, you know, non-existent trick. The capacity to improve is in their hands. It's their fault both ways that they haven't scored what they want. And it will be their fault when they score better next time. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it. Hey guys, don't forget the spring tests are coming up, SAT and ACT. The spring tests are going to happen, thank God, 2021. Let's make it happen. Prep lining up daily. Hit me up. <laughs>